What is right and what is wrong? My head says no, but my heart has known you all along. Trying to find my truth in this guided maze. What's really me and what is clouded by a conditioned haze? Good morning. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie. Every Friday here on 1150 AM KKNW, I'll be introducing you to fascinating people, fun places to visit, and activities are guaranteed to lift your spirits. That is Savannah Woods. Yep. Uh, is she coming back soon? She has a great voice. Guess what I'm going to do. Yeah? Get what? Faye and Savannah together. C-Star, Faye, Dynamic and duo. Savannah. Dynamic duo. And they're going to do the Wandering Wednesday. Cool. I know. I'm stoked. I just texted them the other day. we got to get it done. We got to get done. Get that party started. Just like that. Just like text. Just like that. Let's do it. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) So that's what we're gonna do. She does a a wandering Wednesday, Mm -hmm. and uh, you can go to Savannah Woods or Waking Maya and check up that out. Wandering Wednesday, and also Sea Star. They're out and about playing music. She just got back from Poland. Hey, geez, I love my friends. They're amazing. (laughs) My friends are amazing, and I made a new friend. You did so. I've been doing the show for five and a half years, mm-hmm. and I used to stay at the Totem Lake Inn, and at Totem Lake, there's a Trader Joe's. So Thursday night, I go in there, and I get something to eat, and I go to my hotel room, and then I come here to do the show. And then in the morning, I go back, and I get food to take home to Camino because we don't have a Trader Joe's anywhere. And every time I went, there was this lovely woman who was contagiously happy and smiling, and I think it was a month ago, I'm like, I got to have her on my show. So joining us this morning is Tina Headland. Good morning, Tina. Good morning. You're with us. <laughs> <laughs> You've been on my mind. I don't know. It's been almost years. I'm thinking now more than ever, we need to learn how to lift our spirits and definitely at our jobs and around other people because we all are running on empty and we need it. So Tina, yeah. tell everybody how you do it. We want to know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, first of all, I was a... Uh come from a big family of 13 to 10, and uh, my mother, Dorothy Boone, my grandmother, Teresa Flowers, and uh, of course, when we grow up, we want to know the bad side. Well, grandmother says, give Jesus a try. Why don't you give him a try? It couldn't work, hurt. So I did it, and I got received, and, and uh, he saved me, and just watching and remember from my aunties and my uncles and how my mother had to us with her words and uh i get emotional because um they uh would be so kind i mean she like if we did something wrong or snuck off when we wasn't supposed to or put that little lipstick on <laughs> um she would um ask us what we learned she would sit right in grandmother's grandpa's chair she just Ask us like a storybook. What did you learn? So we had lessons, and her smile all the time when we wake up, and or if it's raining or something, you know, we. I had a structured life for Jesus, right in front of me. I was blessed to have my grandmother to watch, and she taught us, you know, we don't want to be like them. We want to just love them and and uh, be kind to people. Uh, that's your brother, that's your sister. So I just got to say that it's how I live every day because I don't know what that person is going through. And 
I just grew up to love people. It was I was uh, blessed to have that, and uh, I do it every day. I I do it every day. And your grandma, so your grandma's an amazing role model. She is loving the Lord for thirty five years, and uh, she's ninety one, <laughs> and she um just um amazing gal. And when we started the talk, I it was my grandmother, too, that inspired me. And she was very uh, Christian, yet she was very open-minded and yes. very kind. And I wrote the Aura's Angel Coloring Book about my grandmother. But I, like I told you, she used to say, if you got mad in those pants, you can get glad in those pants. I love that. I'm going to make a T-shirt because it's true. That. Like, don't we, we go in and maybe we're having issues at work. And I worked at a grocery store, too. And I know when I was smiling, it seemed like I attracted a lot nicer people and when people and when you uh, have a frown on your face and you're angry I've had people actually pull me aside and yell at me for something I didn't do right so right. I go looking for you when I go shopping <laughs> I had a lady come in my line yesterday she was in another line she goes oh my god my spirit is telling me to come over here <laughs> so she goes I did it and, and so I gave her a hug and uh, you know I touched prayer and water is another thing that um, was uh, built in with me. Um, I believe in water and I believe in touch. You know, it, it just it just makes us feel better. And just to touch somebody else when they're going through something, it's just, um, it's powerful. I can't explain it. I just know that he gives me, uh, you know, because you're not supposed to really touch people. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've been blessed for the last six years and haven't gotten in trouble yet. Well, and uh, I got to tell you, touch is amazing. A smile, your eye contact, and yeah. Healing touch, It and we're missing that. Like when kids can't be touched in school anymore, that's oh. that's really sad, isn't it? It is so sad, and it's, but, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm blessed again at the Trader Joe's. Kids come and they grab my little fat hip, and they, they hug me, and and then, Miss Tina, oh, my God, they just burst in on all that energy right there, leave their parents, <laughs> and come running. And I just love when I can touch someone, you know. And when I'm shopping, I can hear you. I can hear the kids. I can hear you <laughs> smiling. You remember people's names. And yes. I worked, like I said, at the grocery store, and they used to say, Dina, you need to tone it down. You're too colorful. And especially <laughs> when the head people came through, I was supposed to not smile and laugh and be crazy yes, and say, yes, name yes, that yes, tune. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> But we can't, we have to be authentic. We have to be ourselves. Yeah. You know, the thing is, I can't hide. I, I don't hide or try to be, everybody knows that I love Jesus. And I don't hide it. I say it. You know, and, uh, yeah, when they tell me have a, a blessed day, I say, oh, honey, you too, you know. And um, I, this family here is amazing. People like you guys are awesome because it keeps us so high energy that everything is okay when we look into you. When I look into your eyes, not only me giving it to but you're all giving it back. Like when I'm having a really bad day or going through a storm or something or a challenge. He, God brings all force to lift me up, and it's just, I know it's him, you know? I know it's him, so. 
Well, and the grocery store to me is your is our one community that we all still have, and we all need our, our food. And like I was telling you, sometimes people don't have money and they're in their buying food, and maybe they are grumpy and the kids are having a bad day. But again, every I learned it's called a multiverse. And when I worked <laughs> at Albertsons, I, the, my last job was Starbucks. And if I started the day with a positive attitude, and I believe in prayer too, I would bring people closer to me that had that same energy, and my day was amazing. Now, of course, we have bad days, and we go walk through the door, and then if we don't take that bad energy and kind of dissipate it with prayer or, dear God, help me, (laughs) you, like I said, I literally would get hammered by somebody that's usually nice, and they would be yelling at me. So, again, starting your day off with your spirituality and and, and prayer, setting your intentions with gratitude. Yes. And yes. then get out there and do your job. <laughs> you, you know, when I have a bad day or going through my little storms, I, you know, I say, okay, 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 Father, I need some help. And and, and I, I said, okay, well, I have, you know, because I was taught to put in positive things, not negative things out of my mouth. Uh, don't, you know, don't say you're having a bad day. I said, oh, I'm just going to catch up with my body, catch up. Then I'll be all right. You know, I try to do something. <laughs> Do something like that to myself, talk to myself, because I don't want to see that unwelcomeness, and and my my energy just goes down with it. It's like no, I got to get up. I can't do this. It's like <laughs> it flushing. It's you. like flushing yourself down the toilet <laughs> with your attitude. You. A waste of energy that you can't fix or control. <laughs> so yeah. so what happens when your neighbor's giving you a hard time? Oh my! Well, you know my neighbors um. It just, you know, it made my boss question what's wrong with me. That's how bad it was. I was lack of sleep, loud music, all the stuff that they do that they say is legal. She's eight months pregnant, and it's like I try to be God, and I try to be, because someone helped me through my little things getting younger. So I called myself. I just took her underneath my wing, I thought, and she's just. It's so deep into that I can't fix it and I can't control it. So I, I got one day. I said, "Okay, Father, I can't do it," and I got a message say, "Step back, step back." So I step. Once I step back, I got a, a good breath and a relief over my little body, and they're a little quiet now. And I pray for her, and you know, because. I was speaking words that shouldn't have came out of my mouth. It was I felt like things were, um, it was controlling me, mm-hmm. and I was felt like a uh, uh, like I was in a whirlwind. I didn't. I was. I thought I was losing myself. So I had. I was so happy when he told me to step back, because once I did, like I said, I just it was just like a sign of relief, relief, and. And they say, God says to me, let it go. Just just let, let it go. go. Let it, you know, my grandbabies, they love that song. And it's a powerful word. It, it makes me emotional sometimes. Let it go. And when they just see their arms fly up in the, like they have wings, let it go. <laughs> let it go. I'm just like, oh, my goodness. And and I had I had a neighbor, too, who liked to play basketball at 3 in the morning with his friends. And there was a lot of music and rip, hip-hopping and things going on out there. Yeah, but I yeah, couldn't yeah. sleep because I got up at 4 o'clock to go to this grocery store. And yeah. I had just learned it's called Reiki, Reiki 2. And Reiki 2 mm-hmm. is about sending love to, to people. And so instead of getting myself in that ire and my stomach hurting and wanting to get up and yell, I started sending people <laughs> love in my sleep. And sure enough, I had someone call me and they just lost their husband. She goes, 
Dina, the most amazing thing happened last night. I felt my heart explode with love, and I felt like God was with me. But I was praying for her at the very same time. So your prayers and the, your energy and your emotions, they vibrate. Yes. So yes. being at peace is yes. pretty good. I, want to, I just got this the other day. I want to rest in peace before I die. I like yes. it, right? Me too. Let's, yes, yes, for sure. <laughs> Even though my mom said, well, girl, you're going to die with a bill, so... You're gonna die? What? <laughs> You're gonna die with a bill, you know. Uh, I try to, I try to stay on top of my little bills. Oh, your bills? You know? <laughs> I got you. <laughs> well, girl, you're gonna die with me for one. <laughs> well, all I know is you and I have been doing the same job at the same time, <laughs> and you've helped me, you know. Because when I leave here, I'm pretty exhausted, and I'm just getting some food to head back to the island, but last time I saw it was four weeks ago and it just seems like a lot of things are going down right now and I I want to do something positive and for everyone out there you know just think about it set your intention say say a prayer before you walk into your work I used to have people just kind of say love and light or an angel through the door before they walked in and then pray to meet I say kind gentle fascinating people and I never know who those people were going to be and -hmm. God also said to me treat everyone as if it's the first time you ever saw them because when you yes. work at Starbucks or you work at a grocery store and that same person's grumpy, 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 you see them coming and you want to take a break. <laughs> and my boss is like, that's you can't take true. a break every time. That's true. That's true. But I, I used to be that way. I had those little feelings, too. I see somebody. But, you know, I can't run because I believe this is my sister and he's my brother. And they're having a bad day. And I'm going to give all I can. And, you know, sometimes they look at me in the all. You know, they don't understand. They don't understand why I'm not feeding into it, and my and my, my I'm so peaceful, and I'm looking at them with my eyes with love, and and uh, they look at me when they leave and get their little change or receipt, and it's like in a awe. <laughs> what happened? Because I did it. Yes. And you yes. said you said it. Don't feed into it. And when I learned to look at them as the as the first time, the woman that was always dissatisfied, no matter what I did said to me because I didn't have that energy she goes you know I'm really sorry when I come in here I'm just leaving the doctors I have MS and they give me this horrific shot and if I'm mean to you I apologize and I'm like dang this stuff works <laughs> yeah it does it does it does it does well works. yay yes, you've been on my show I'm so excited and guess who I'm gonna see in about an hour that'd be you <laughs> Trader Joe's I'll totem like all right, yes. Tina, have a great day. Okay. You guys too. Bye. Thank you. You're listening to Lift Your Spirit. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. What is right and what is wrong? My head says no, but my heart has known you all along. Trying to find my truth in this Curious about whales in the Pacific Northwest? Orca Network's Langley Whale Center celebrates and shares the lives of gray whales, orcas, and other marine mammals of the Salish Sea. The Langley Whale Center is a project of Orca Network, a nonprofit that is based on Whidbey Island. The Langley Whale Center gives Orca Network the opportunity to have a public presence to share the excitement about the whales and marine mammals who are our neighbors. The Whale Center in Langley gives visitors and residents alike a chance to 
to learn more about the endangered southern resident orcas who visit our area and about the North Puget Sound gray whales, a small, unique population of gray whales who find sustenance in the waters of Saratoga Passage and Possession Sound each March through May. Check out the Orca Network and Lingley Whale Center on Facebook for the latest whale sightings, educational programs, and events, or visit orcanetwork.org for more information. You'll be glad you did. Are you running on empty? If so, escape to Camano Island with me, Dina Marie, in the month of August. Refuel your body, your mind, and your spirit on this one-day retreat. Your escape includes a healing session, a walk in the woods, lunch at Kama Cafe, and a guided tour of one of my favorite beaches here on Camano Island. For more details, call 425-350-5448, or you can email me at dina at dena-marie.com. Island time is calling, so don't delay. Elder Bay Grocery has been locally owned and operated by the same family for over 25 years. They're located at the south end of Camano Island at the intersection of Mountain View and Elder Bay Road and is less than two miles away from the Camano Island and Cama Beach State Parks. Kara's Kitchen at Elder Bay Grocery offers burgers, local craft beers on tap, sub sandwiches, pizza, live music, and free Wi-Fi for customers to stay connected while enjoying their affordable and family-friendly dining. Stop by to refuel the car or even treat the kids to a hand-scooped ice cream cone. For more information, visit elgerbaygrocery.com. That's E-L-G-E-R baygrocery.com. Or like Elger Bay Grocery on Facebook. It's always a great day at Elger Bay. Crabbing season is here. Stop by Elger Bay Grocery for all your gear you will need. They have licenses, pots, bait, and ice. Are you a beginner? Well, Elger Bay has a staff that can give you all the information you will need to get started. Happy crabbing and see you on Camano Island. Alternative Talk 1150. Talk radio for the body, mind, and soul. All along, trying to find my truth in this guided maze. Welcome back. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie, and we're having a party in the studio. Woo, woo. I love it when guests come in. It's a lot of fun. And joining me this morning is Jamie Starr and Lisa Flowers. Yay. Hey. Hi, Dina. And <laughs> Tina's uh, grandma's last name is Flowers. Yeah, I heard that. And then I got a picture of her in her garden. <laughs> so it's a lot of flowers. Awesome. So let's see what we have in common. Let's talk hypnotherapy. Let's do it. I was so excited to find out you were all three of us. I don't think I knew that until this morning, and I've known you for three years. That's I was a what what do you call it a registered counselor in the state of Washington? Oh yeah, back when they had that. Oh yeah, so I was like, what? (laughs) Okay, fine. But when I did my hypnotherapy, it was life changing. Mm -hmm. Uh, So who did you guys get your training through? Through the Wellness Institute in Issaquah. Issaquah. Yeah, that's where Jamie and I met. Yeah, that was how many years ago? Oh, uh, three, three, a little over three, three plus. Yeah, yeah, three plus. Yes. So let's say I'm driving down the road and I don't know what hypnotherapy is. What is it, Jamie? Oh, yes. Hypnotherapy is a way of turning off the ego, the cognitive mind, so that you can get to issues and feelings that are trapped in your body without your mind getting in the way to tell the story. And so you, we use images and relaxation. And I know like my job is to help people go through the phases of it. But I don't lead people particularly. I just make sure that they have the resources to go to, the emotional resources to go to places that may be tricky. And then we work through them together. And then they leave feeling calm and relaxed. 
<laughs> so it's a great way to work through whatever's on your heart or maybe you don't even know is on your heart. Yeah, but I've never once made someone cluck like a chicken. No, no, I don't <laughs> go there. My teacher's like, you never, never misuse it. Now he does that for a living. But because hypnosis. And yeah, and it, what happens is it, it makes people think that they're going to get their minds stolen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've had places where people didn't close their eyes because they literally thought I was going to, you know, do something damaging. But to me, it's just guided uh, imagery. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes I, I work with the chakras. Sometimes I do work with the chakras. And when your third eye, which is right here, the pictures you see in your mind, I've had people say, I don't dream, I can't imagine, I've lost that that ability. And just to have them, you know, close their eyes and me take them for a walk in the woods. And then they, they, they might be younger or they go back to their childhood and, and see themselves, you know, swinging on a swing. But it's just helping people tune up that the third eye, your higher chakras. Mm-hmm. Or they've lost their creativity or their imagination. Mm-hmm. So who comes to you? What would be something they'd come to you for, Lisa? Well, I, um, as well as being a hypnotherapist, I'm also a holistic health coach. And so I work with people um, on diet and lifestyle issues. And I focus mainly on um, the prevention and um, reversal of diabetes and obesity. So I often bring in hypnotherapy because, you know, people um, use food uh, for comfort and for a variety of things and have patterns and habits that um, they might not quite understand. And so hypnotherapy is a very powerful um, healing tool to get to the bottom of why people do certain things or have certain beliefs and um, consequently behaviors. I call it detective work. It is detective work. And when I was in my training, you know, you pair up and you you do something, and it was Christmas, and I overeat sugar cookies like, well, get sick. And so I'm like, well, let's figure out why I do that. And then they took me back, and I went to, uh, as a child, we made cookies at Christmas. And literally, that was the only thing we did all year round as a family. So, of course, when I needed love or community maybe or something, I would go to Albertson's Bakery and eat 12 cookies. (laughs) But then as soon as I figured it out, I stopped doing it. Yeah. And because really what I need is to take care of myself or maybe go talk to a friend Oral fixations. Oh, my God. Don't get me started. <laughs> we call that the wise adult. Uh, that's one of the resources that we use is, is bringing together that part of you that always knows just what to do, that is strong, that has your best interest at heart, that has good advice for you. And some people call it like the higher self or the soul self. So kind of like depending on where you're vibrating, what feels good for you and bringing that in. And boy, when you're able to use the hypnotherapy and go back to a time you have so much compassion for somebody and for yourself. And can you imagine seeing yourself as that little girl like, and being like, this is how I get love is through cookies. And you make that decision, and then it just sticks with you, and you have no idea. Mm-hmm. And so it's not about willpower. It's not because you're a bad person. It's a way of solving a problem. Mm-hmm. And all of our behaviors are ways of trying to solve problems. Even like the worst behaviors are just ways of trying to get our needs met. And you're a counselor. I am, yep. Now, do you find with talk counseling, do you get more out of hypnotherapy? Because I feel I, I get do. way more out of hypnotherapy. Uh, most of, most of my sessions now are either hypno straight up hypnotherapy sessions or using a lot of the same techniques, because it takes a long time in talk therapy to get around the cognitive brain. That's only ten percent of our brain or less. All the parts of hypnotherapy are in the back of the brain. The part that's in emergency that makes you feel anxious and depressed is in the back of the brain. So talk therapy doesn't really get to it. 
you'll have little glimpses of it, but oh, yeah. we can do more in one session of hypnotherapy than we can in like a year of talk therapy. Yeah. So I don't I don't do a lot of therapy anymore. You know, it's it's just so much more powerful. And I love leaving clients with like they leave feeling good. And that is not always the case after a talk therapy session. I always feel like I put myself out of business because it does. <laughs> well, when I did hypnotherapy and Reiki sessions, mm-hmm. I tend they it goes so quickly. They get it so fast. And they're like, thank you. That was really good. Bye. Which is good because we want them happen. to get better, right? Yeah. yeah, you get to the root. Yeah. You really get to the root of, of uh, why we have, why we do certain behaviors and, and also, you know, getting to the root of, you know, beliefs that we have. And the great thing about beliefs is that we can change them. We can change them. Once we're aware of why we think, what we think and, and why we're doing certain things. I came up with so many things like do-overs. So you go back, and then you just redo it in your mind. And then you, you feel better about it. Um, uh, I call it time travel. Mm-hmm. You'd go back, and then you would, like, see it. And then we go forward, and then you can see yourself doing something differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, past life regression was a lot of fun. And I only did that. It was rare. But when someone had some weird uh, issue that just didn't make sense, and maybe I had a person that had a, a cleft palate, mm. and I could see where his t- like he lost his tongue. They had literally cut his tongue out, and it was very hard for him to express himself. So it would go back sometimes, and I'm like, I'm, you know, their eyes are closed. You're like, wow, this is like watching a movie, and you have no idea what's going to happen next. But it really worked. It's very fascinating work. It's, it really is. I found that people Never that a dull are, moment. No. <laughs> people that are really stuck, and you're doing session after session, and they're still stuck on the same issue, I find that it usually is something like a past life or even um, in the womb. Or conception, or even in between lives. I know, like, wow. No, I've had a a client uh, in hypnotherapy in her session realize, aha, that that wasn't my father, and literally went and found her real dad. I mean, this stuff is really powerful. And because I do the chakras, the root chakra is your birth, you know, your connection to your body, your mom's body, and then your sacral, which is your relationships. Mm -hmm. And I, to me, it was a lot of the lower chakras, throat chakra, Mm -hmm. and third eye. And I found with third eye, it was the, um, that's the one you see pictures with, that medication really made it hard to do hypnotherapy. Mm-hmm. Do you find that true, Lisa? Um, well, you know, I, I don't really work with people um, in the capacity. That would be a question more for Jamie because <laughs> she's a therapist and yeah. maybe would deal with people, more people that are medicated. I have to caveat that I don't believe you should stop taking your medicine just to stop. I think that it needs to be part of a treatment there, and there's certain diagnoses that are organic. If you have diabetes and your numbers are off, you take medicine until you can get it under control, if that's possible. And some people, it's not possible. Well, it's like that with schizophrenia, with bipolar. These are organic disorders, and they could be managed, absolutely, if you're, if you're well enough and you have the support. So I'm not saying don't take your medicine, but I know for certain that it is harder to do your work when when you're on those medications, but if you need them to live your life and go about and make money, then that's, you know, use every tool at your disposal, but just know that medication is not your only tool, that we have other tools that also work, and it's about finding what works for you. Absolutely. And we had to say, we are not doctors. Not doc- we, we are, are not, not doctors. doctors. And I've never told anyone to get off and now I know that tapering is really important. I've learned mm-hmm. so many things because now there's more. When I started, it was like 15 years ago. So there was only a few drugs that I was dealing with at the time. But now we have multiple things. And I just know that 
Uh, it's really important to go to your doctor and explain everything you want to do. And then, of course, find a supportive doctor if you're choosing to not take meds and do it as slow as possible. Mm-hmm. I recommend a specialist even. So your, your GP, your general practitioner, knows a lot about a lot of things. But a psychiatrist or an ARMP, a psych ARMP, is going to know more because that's their specialty. And so it is good to know to go to somebody who who that's their that's their profession. Mm-hmm. I believe that. How about uh, let's talk about you're going to do this a uh, five month retreat. Yes. So s- some of the things you're going to be working on. Well, one is addictions. Let's talk about addictions and maybe hypnotherapy. Does it work for helping people with addictions? Absolutely. I think hypnotherapy is is um, something that can be helpful for really anything, whatever you got. <laughs> um, it's like a human technology. Like it works on our human brain. So yeah, it's like getting under the hood. I just found like when I go back with kids, uh, you know, we're kids. We go back <laughs> and we do, what's that called? When you go backwards, regression. Wow, mm-hmm. it's all coming back to me now. <laughs> and you take them back, for instance, a, a young lady who was having eating issues and her parents were concerned, so they brought her to me. And it all went back to when like, she's four or five, her parents are fighting, she's eating, and they're screaming over her and basically about who's going to go get her and take her somewhere or whatever. And then they split. They, they divorced around that time. And she could go back and remember, and she felt responsible. So she's always around mediating and trying to make everybody happy, all the way back to where she was eating Cheerios in a high chair. Mm-hmm. Wow. And she literally changed her life <laughs> by seeing that little baby, really, and then making some different decisions and knowing she's not responsible for her parents' happiness. And then mm-hmm. her mom came to me, which was really fun because then I got to deal with maybe the real, the core issue, which wasn't the daughter whatsoever and her eating. Yeah. But um, I think some of our addictions, I've had people with smoking. You go back and I have one woman who just started smoking because if she didn't smoke, her siblings wouldn't hang out with her. You know, oh, so she had to be one of the bad kids to get into the group. So it's solving a problem. So she's wanting love and connection. And like my smoking. Cookies. Yeah, yep. it's like, here's a solution. Yeah. Like, okay, that works for a while. And, and they're not connected in your conscious mind. They're not in that 10%. That's way in the back of your brain mm-hmm. that figures out that this is what's going to work. So you got to go way back there. <laughs> way back. And addictions addictions are, are so powerful. Like, um, you know, I my, my dad was an alcoholic. And, um, you know, one of the one of the things that we focus on in in our PTI is codependency. And my dad, um, even though he died when I was five years old, there was still codependency. There were still alcoholic behaviors within the family, Mm -hmm. which is really interesting to me. And, um, you know, like some of the some of the characteristics of of uh, codependency are, uh, well, I'll tell you my characteristics, um, and I'm a lot better than I used to be because I've done a lot of work, but perfectionism is, you know, was at at the top of the list, Um, feeling very insecure, um, becoming enmeshed in other people very easily, and watching other people to see how to behave. Oh, yeah. Um, An intense need for approval, uh, outside approval, not understanding emotions and and you know how how do I actually feel about something? I thought I had no feelings, and I'm like I'm cool with everything. I'm fine. I'm fine. Yes, exactly. You know how are you? Do- I'm fine. I'm Everything's fine. fine. I don't have any needs. Or you said the like I used to morph mm-hmm. to whatever yeah. was going on. I beca- yeah. became that whatever they needed. What mm-hmm. you like, I Ooh. like. Yeah. What, what you're wearing, I like. I'm going to wear that too. Um, you know, and that's a, you know another thing is a lack of boundaries. Yeah. No boundaries and. Um, even simple things like I always had to have a boyfriend, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, 
to 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 make myself complete. I'm using my quotation fingers, people, <laughs> my, to make myself complete, <laughs> complete. And 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 I I used drugs and alcohol uh, for a long time to make myself feel better. Um, 26 years sober now, yay, yay. Um, but the good news is that hypnotherapy um, and the the other processes that we use uh, in our PTI group um, work really well to help people overcome things like codependency and to um, get to the root of the causes of these unwanted behaviors. Yeah, and it's surprising how sometimes people don't come to therapy. They don't come to a health coach because they have codependency, (laughs) right? We come because you're like, I'm miserable or like I feel like there could be something more. It's almost unnameable and a lot of times, like even once you clear up that addiction, those behaviors are still there. They're just in different forms now. There's alcoholism in my family, but I don't I don't drink. I have a Pepsi and that sugar acts the same. But there's behaviors in the family. The alcoholism exists in the family. The secrets, mm-hmm. the, the enabling, shame. the shame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of shame yeah. and working through that on whatever level that you're at, you know, so if it's. We, sometimes we start off as something little and it turns out to be something big and we don't we don't know until we're opening up up to it mm-hmm. and, and I'm I'm codependent so it's like for me it was self-love and actually mm-hmm. ha- having self-worth yeah because I, I was always last mm-hmm. and I, I know I'm much better now because if there was like not enough to go around I wouldn't even think that I was gonna get any I mean it was in my own mind mm-hmm. I mean I'm sure someone would have given me something but I would just in my own mind that, and then also like keeping everything perfect yeah the perfection yeah. is making sure everything looks really good all the time i mean and there's just there's so much ocd the whole whole bit is because that's what you have control over mm-hmm. is vacuuming or cleaning you don't have control over your parents fighting and, and the alcoholism but you do have control over your bedroom being spotless mm-hmm. <laughs> you know so i i mean i i just think it's fascinating and jamie and i were having a probably i talked to you way too much but we were it's talking beautiful. about red flags yeah and give like red flags. That's just look at that in your mind. A red flag, and we see them all the time. Mm-hmm. And and I like because codependency, addictions, and all the stuff, abuse, trauma, all this stuff goes into our relationships. Absolutely. So relationship red flags. Yeah, I was thinking. I was talking to a client about this, and she had something really terrible happen to her. And I was like, Well, what was the what was the first red flag you noticed in this relationship? And she's like, Oh, on date one. And I was like, man, none of this would have happened to you if you listened to that red flag on date one. But we're given little signs. And a lot of times it's a split between what is my body saying? Oh, I feel uncomfortable. My guts are squirming. Uh, I just don't want to. I feel hesitant. Uh, You're saying no, but, but, but something else. There's always a but. It's either they're pushing me and I want to please them or society says I should do this and so I will. I'm supposed to be kind and gracious and so I'm gonna invite you in for tea even though my gut is screaming something else, right? And so that split happens and and that's a red flag, right? We're not in alignment with what's happening and we feel split. And we, we are given multiple red flags and they add up. It's almost like the first red flag is little and then they get bigger or eventually they're so big that you cannot deny it. And so what happens is when those old programmings are present, they get triggered by something and you can go into what's called a state of shock. And there's two kinds of shock. There's sympathetic shock where you're super busy, uh, fight or flight. And there's parasympathetic shock, which is freeze or fawn. Now fawn is, we know what freeze is. You're like, I'm frozen, I can't move. 
fawn is whatever you say, you, I'm going to be so nice to you. I'm going to meet your needs before you even know that you have them so that I can <laughs> wow. stay safe, right? And it's something we don't talk about very much, and that's a state of shock. And this is physiological. This is not about willpower. This is not about your character. It's if you were in an accident, right, if you were in a car accident, and you, the paramedics pull you out of the car and you're like, oh my God, I'm shaking. Maybe I'm crying. Maybe I'm not. I don't know what happened. A nice, a nice paramedic puts a blanket on you and gives you a glass of water until your shock calms down. Well, that's what happens to us emotionally. Only we don't recognize it in our culture as being in shock. And so we don't treat it. A lot of our work in hypnotherapy is treating that shock as it comes up so that we're no longer held in those patterns of fawning of running from relationships, of binge eating. So that's what gives us an opening. And that's what's special about the kind of hypnotherapy that Lisa and I do, the heart-centered hypnotherapy, is we do treat shock. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. powerful. So when yeah. people are stuck, I often find there's a lot of shock in the body. I know I have a lot of shock in my body. I have a lot of parasympathetic shock. Um, and having soda every day like feeds that because I get a little buzz. It makes my face a little numb. And I kind of like check out a little bit. You get a little bored. I'll just go have a little, little kick of caffeine. Or, or right? addictions. It could addictions. be shopping. It could be yep. videos. You get YouTube. a little. You get a little kick off of whatever it, it is meant to meet a need, right? Mm -hmm. Beautiful. And, and so what you have is five weeks. It's codependency, addictions, abuse, and trauma. I love the freeze and fawn thing. I, I, I wow, that's really good. I'm a fight or flight. Yep. Uh, um, mind body spirit connection, which I really love. Uh, relationships and I think what I'd like to do is talk about the mind-body connection mm. because that's I mean if people some people aren't aware of that and that was Louise Hay and I just love her book and, and a lot of my hypnotherapy you know the right shoulder you know your left knee and then that stuff is pretty powerful losing your eyesight in a relationship <laughs> but I think we'll take our break and we'll come back and we'll talk about that you're listening to lift your spirits with Dina Marie Seems only way to go The 10th Annual Cider Summit Seattle returns to South Lake Union on Friday and Saturday, September 6th and 7th. This year's Cider Summit is celebrating 10 years by moving to a beautiful new location, Lake Union Park. Cider Summit is an over 21 event and is the largest hard cider sampling opportunity featuring nearly 200 ciders, cider cocktails, and even apple spirits. There will be live music, specially paired foods for sampling and purchase, plus a dog lounge. Tickets and event information is available at CiderSummit.com. Need a weekend at the beach? If so, join us Saturday and Sunday, August 24th and 25th, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. at the Ocean Shores Convention Center. The Ocean Shores Body and Soul Festival is a full weekend with intuitive readers, healers, vendors, plus free talks and classes overlooking the beautiful Washington coastline. This year's donations will go to North Beach Children and Family Care Alliance. For more information, visit Ocean Shores Body and Soul Festival on Facebook. Lift your spirits this summer and join us in Ocean Shores. Longing for deep transformation? If so, join Lisa Flowers and Jamie Starr at the Lodge at Cedar Springs in Cedro Woolley for their personal transformation intensive retreat. 
Learn how to release the past and create the life you love in a conscious community. Say yes to one weekend per month for five months starting October 11th and change your life. Visit Personal Transformation with Lisa Flowers and Jamie Starr on Facebook or call 425-864-7145. Invest in yourself today. Lift your spirits with us every Friday at 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. on 1150 a.m. KKNW Seattle. We will be introducing you to fascinating people, fun places to visit, and activities are guaranteed to lift your spirits. Miss a show? No worries. You can visit 1150kknw.com and click on our archive page or like Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie on Facebook for upcoming guests and events. To contact me, Dina Marie, visit dina-marie.com. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to support the sponsors of your favorite shows on Alternative Talk 1150. Inside they wait, showing what I want, showing what I could have. Welcome back. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie, and joining me is Jamie Starr and Lisa Flowers. Ding, 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 ding. Give me a... <laughs> Thumbs up for hey, that hey, one. Hey. <laughs> I usually call Lisa April. April. Yeah. That's my daughter's name, but I always call you April. I write it down. And I'm like, wait a minute, stop yourself. I think it's a past life of some sort. Mm-hmm. So let's let's talk. Okay. Mind, body, spirit. Mm. Yeah. Connection. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's one of the um, one of the topics for one of the weekends in our PTI. Um, so mind, body, spirit, um, in a nutshell, is is um, helping people to find um, connections between what we think. Um, how we treat our bodies, um, the importance of having some kind of spiritual connection, um, even if that spiritual connection is just as simple as, um, you know, the, the practice of gratitude, saying thank you. Um, we help people to release self-defeating thoughts um, and beliefs in order to start, you know, experiencing well, deep inner peace and joy, yeah. <laughs> really. And I love how, like, consistent it is. You talked about Louise Hay and how not not every mind body is, like, so correct, but hers is really good. And you, it's people are so consistent. Like, they'll come in and they're, like, the colors they pick. I'm like, oh, that's the, the, that's the throat chakra. We were talking about this earlier. That's the throat chakra. And then they do their session. They're like, my throat hurts. And, like, <laughs> they don't even know. They have no knowledge of this. So they're like, oh, I have thyroid issues. And they're like, no wonder you can't. it is it's magical in in that uh, i call it psyche that psyche is so consistent or you can call it quantum energy or spirit call Mm -hmm. it whatever you want but yeah i love learning this the science of it and um putting two and two together and figuring out like what it is for you like what's my spiritual connection what's my mind body story Mm -hmm. where do you store it and i I do that one guided imagery and they will pick the area that they have a problem with. Like mm-hmm. you said, the thyroid. Or I used to have sore throats galore and asthma. Well, I was told not to, to talk about my feelings, mm-hmm. your heart and your throat. And yeah. now I don't have it. So because I do talk about how I feel, maybe too much. And I cry a lot and I like it and it feels good. Um, but I was told not to cry. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, and, and it doesn't always, it's not always perfect. But I, I want to say it's like 99% that that throat chakra or your oral fixation and the overeating and the smoking has to do with you not being able to express yourself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's stored in the body. The body is our unconscious. I, I don't know about you, Lisa, but my best sessions were always like without any aim. 
and just say like, what's happening in your body? Mm-hmm. Oh, I have a backache, but you know, it's it's from sitting too much. And you're like, no, let, let's go there. Where yeah. do, what does that feel like? Oh, it's hard. Oh, what happens? You know, and there's and then you regress and there's a story there and it's a root chakra issue. Well, of course it is. It's right there in the right there in your pelvis. Yes. And that's my best sessions. I used to take notes and say next week we're going to talk about this. And I stopped doing that. Mm -hmm. And that's when it got really good Mm -hmm. because spirit was driving. Yeah. And then they had the freedom and I didn't have any expectations of what we thought I thought was wrong with them. There's my whatever, you know, quotations. But. It really was hypnotherapy when it was playful and you just went there. Mm-hmm. Let's go there. And it got better. Mm-hmm. And again, what I found is a lot of abuse, a lot of abuse, more than I thought. And that's why I don't really do hypnotherapy as much because I was um, starting to feel like I see pictures in my mind. So yeah. I go with them like to World War Two. I go wherever they go. And so I had to come up with the Reiki and the, the creative um, visualization. But yeah, mm-hmm. it, it pretty much oral fixations, the smoking. And that's why I work with empaths almost exclusively in my practice because we are, I'm an empath too, we are sensitive. We do take things on. And how can we contain that for ourselves and for other people and and not take their, their stuff on bodily? Or because there's a difference between taking somebody else's on versus that parasympathetic shock of trying to stay safe. And on the, I think on the surface, they do look really similar. Like, oh, I just, I know what you feel. So I try to meet your needs and and that's codependent, but how do I meet my own needs then? <laughs> like, what is shutting off? And and a lot, I think a lot of empaths lose that ability to know what's happening inside me. And your body's remembering even if you're not paying attention. Mm-hmm. Like, we breathe without thinking, but we can also control our breath with consciousness, with some attention. And with abuse comes detachment yes. from your body. Mm-hmm. So they live in their heads, they like to read, they talk a lot, and I... Who do you think I have that, I have that problem, right? So being grounded, being in your body, getting a massage mm-hmm. because we get so out of touch with our physical self. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I just, I, I love this work. I just forgot how much I really enjoyed doing that. Um, so how important it is to do this in a group? Oh, it's um, super important. Yeah, being in a conscious community um, helps the healing process for everyone. I mm-hmm. mean, not only the person who's doing the work, but for everyone who's in the group. Um, when we risk being vulnerable in a group, uh, being witnessed and witnessing other people's personal work, uh, magic happens. Don't oh, you yeah. think, Jamie? Yeah. Um, and we can do all kinds of reading and solitary personal work, but when we when we do our, our personal work in a group and we are witnessed, um, the dynamics change, and it's so much more productive mm-hmm. and powerful. And um, being vulnerable is it's the key I, it's real it's really the key to um the soul healing mm-hmm. there's also that mastermind principle that like all of our minds and hearts together are bigger than just one of us so if one person kind of can't handle it or they're being triggered somebody else can contain that or, and somebody else can have a healing mm-hmm. from it and somebody else can be touched i remember we did a shame exercise during our lisa and i's training and we had to go up you don't want me to talk about it? No. Oh, no. She's <laughs> okay. okay. like, cut it off. Cut it off. Okay, and that's another thing. They keep that group. <laughs> because, in, yeah, because we The have... Mankind Project, you do not bring it out of the group. It's oh. very, very well, private. I wasn't going to pr- say anything. Okay, like, no, no, no. I wasn't going to share any secrets. I was going to share my experience. Okay, but okay. There's, there has to be a little mystery, okay. though. Oh, okay. We'll do the mystery, <laughs> okay. but what, what, what I really like <laughs> about what you're mystery. doing is that I would do a three-day retreat, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. you guys are going to do it over a, a long period of time mm-hmm. because I know they leave raw. 
I mean, you can't, you, it's like I would love to do a seven-day retreat and then have them come back for another seven because mm-hmm. you, you, you leave and a lot of people don't want to go home because they've opened up so much, mm-hmm. they feel like they're different inside and now they have to go and practice. Yes. But to have that support every month for a long period of time, it will become a habit to be authentic, yes. to be yourself, to express yourself, to feel again. And I, I just, gosh, I, you know, I, it's really important for people to step off the treadmill. I say it a thousand times because mm-hmm. I have to do it all the time. I'm going in the wrong direction again. Now I'm having no synchronicity, no green lights. Mm-hmm. What am I doing wrong? So I have to go and do nothing for a while. Mm-hmm. And then somebody will pop up and like my friend Jeannie, we had an amazing talk yesterday and it opened up doors for both of us that we've never talked about. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to go to Hawaii and we're going to do some healing work on each other. Yay. And we're the healers. So, I mean, it's, the time is right. It's yeah. appropriate. But you have to be, you can't do it alone. How's yeah. that? that? That's that's true. And and um, that is uh, one, of the, one of the reasons that we do the personal transformation intensive over a five-month period, meeting once one weekend a month in a retreat setting for five months. And then in between, um, we have the, the people in our groups will have a mastermind mm-hmm. group and so they can meet with each other once or twice a month in between and it it really um uh it allows people to to integrate what they've done and to stay connected to their conscious community mm-hmm. for a, a long period of time so that it becomes habit mm-hmm. yeah because there's not always people that you can talk about Oh, like my energy was open and I felt this love and then this synchronicity. That's I'm like I maybe I would talk to my mom about that. But a lot of people can't talk to the people who <laughs> you know what lives synchronicity about is, that. right? Yeah, they, they don't have the language and when you've been through a powerful experience with a group, that's really bonding. And it it's uh I mean that's why we have initiation. And that's what this is. It's a descent into initiation into the self with a group of people who are also doing that. And so you get the same language and you have similar powerful experiences and you get to talk about that and try it out in the real world and then come back and be like okay let's let me adjust this and then go back in the real world that's called titration I'm going into my trauma I'm coming out Ooh, all right I did that success I'm going into my trauma again going a little further and coming out so that that's a lot of really deep work and a really compassionate container for that Mm -hmm. with people that love you yes a lot of love. A lot and that's what I get out of retreats. People come in, they're little, they want to do yoga. <laughs> you know, and they don't know that Roy's going to like do some little meditations here and do these little exercises there. And all of a sudden, somebody who looked really strong and on top of the world doing yoga is crying. Mm-hmm. And then somebody goes out and has a conversation with her and they come back and then we talk about it as a group. Or, But it's, it's okay. I love that we can be human. Yeah. I think I, that's what I want to say. What now is going on is we can't express ourselves anymore. We can't be the two-year-old and have a temper temper tantrum and this and that and then be happy afterwards because I think we're all being numbed out whether whatever our addiction is Mm -hmm. we're just being numbed out and it's really exciting you know to see people want to go back so they can move forward yeah Mm -hmm. and if if two-year-olds were actually allowed to have temper tantrums and get it out in a in a in a safe way where they're held by their parents they probably won't grow up to need to have temper tantrums when they're adults. In their right? retreat setting. Because <laughs> we were just talking about, like, now you have this 50-year-old woman who's having a temper tantrum because yeah. she didn't get to do it at two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and and a variety of reasons. <laughs> yeah. But temper tantrums are awesome. Oh, I have one. 
at least twice a day. <laughs> <laughs> I like to throw things occasionally. My my kids still laugh. Remember that Barbie doll you threw and we found it in like in the plant the next day? <laughs> I was like, whatever. <laughs> I had to throw something and it, it was a Barbie. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, Might um, as well be a that's Barbie. a healthy release of anger, right? Because nobody's hurt and nobody's threatened. And that that's the hard thing is like, where can I have a healthy expression of anger? Because we can't just bottle it up because our body will remember, where can I have a healthy expression of sadness and let those tears out? Well, you got to let it out. You can't just. Mm-hmm. But shame is different. Like if you have a good cry, you feel better. If you feel bad about yourself and have no self-worth and then you're telling yourself over and over how little self-worth you have and how awful you feel, that makes you feel worse. And so for those, we want to replace that with a healthy, a healthy feeling like gratitude or love or peace or joy joy i love joy joy <laughs> joy is like skipping out in the sunshine and nobody you don't care what people think about you and, and i uh, oral fixation is what they came for most of the time it was the smoking and the overeating and that's expression that's why i encourage people to do art and music and poetry write letters and burn it the prescriptions are crazy just writing one letter to someone you've never been able to talk to yeah. or visualizing having a conversation in your mind's eye hypnotherapy with yeah. somebody you the perpetrator, the person that might have hurt you or abused you. Right. I had one guy say, I can't. Um, I, I can't talk to her, my mom. And he literally had to put tape on her mouth in his mind's eye so he could actually talk to her. Mm-hmm. And he had this group called Speak Up. So really he was trying to speak wow. up his whole life, yeah. but in his own mind's eye he couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why hypnotherapy is really important and also being with um, a facilitator. Mm-hmm. Or two. Or two. Yeah. <laughs> so give everybody some Um, information on your classes oh yeah we have a lot of exciting stuff going on so the personal transformation intensive um, we're starting in October it's a cohort it is a soul group only come if your soul is being called to this don't come if you feel pressured or anything so we're we're doing that starting in October we're doing some uh, breathwork classes actually at the Snow Isle co-op in Everett we have one um, September 14th uh, in the morning, October 5th and November 14th. And we'll have those up on our page. And what's cool about breathwork is you can you can just go and you don't have to know anything. And this is a, a technology we use in our PTI that's really integrated. Mm-hmm. You lay down, you breathe in and out, and you hallucinate wildly <laughs> <laughs> for about 90 minutes. Sounds fun it's to me. It's so okay. powerful. Like I'm like, you want to do drugs? Come do this. Like You <laughs> yeah. don't need drugs after this. Yeah, it's really powerful. So we're facilitating some space for to do that in a safe container and so we can come out and meet people and maybe if you can't can't do the pti or you don't feel called to it then that's an alternative mm-hmm. for you or if you want a little taste of the pti come to a breathwork class and your website and all that so the um our facebook page is personal transformation with lisa and jamie mm-hmm. yeah yes and then the website is bit.ly yeah b-i-t dot l-y slash yes pti and you both have Facebook, Lisa, Lisa Flowers, Flowers. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie Star, one R, like the stars in the sky. Uh-huh. And if you can't remember that, you can reach out to me, Dina, at dina-marie.com or <laughs> go lift your spirits with dinamarie.com. Any of those will get to me and I will get you to them. And I'm just, this was fun, girls. It was yeah, really fun. Thank I you. had a, a, a memory lane of hypnotherapy. And if you can find a good hypnotherapist, it's like four sessions usually and you can clean up a lot. A lot. And then take some other classes, do a retreat, but you got to do the work. Got to do the work. And I wish we were all born perfect. That would have been just amazing, darn it. I <laughs> but don't know. Maybe a little boring. Though. Boring. <laughs> True. All right. Well, I'll be headed to uh, Kauai September 2nd uh, next week. Uh, who do we have coming up? Oh, I won't be here. Uh, we'll have some new hosts. I invite you back 
next week for more people, place, and activities will lift your spirits. This thing called balance, I swear I'm trying.